Good evening, Foam Flingers. You tuned in for another exciting episode of Foam After Duck. And it's been a minute since uh, we put out an episode. Let's just go ahead and hop into it. Hey. Sometimes things happen. Yeah, uh, basically, long story short, I will take the fault for that. Uh, I went to Jared's at Blaster Battle, which we will be talking about later. And I got the equivalent of Con Crud. Um, if you don't know what con crud is, it's essentially uh, you deal with a lot of people, and to be blunt, a lot of people have like different germs, different uh, body elements to them, and just from you interacting with them and uh, interfacing with them, and uh, you can get sick uh, without even trying to get sick. It's just like different levels of immunity and stuff. It just happens. Yeah. You, you get introduced to other people's uh, uh, viruses and bacterium. Yeah, there we go. Bacteria, that's the word. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of like, it screwed up my sinuses royally. So I was like, oh no, okay, I, I gotta I gotta take a week. <laughs> well, I was just dealing with a crisis on Monday, so I couldn't even cover. So that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, it happens, man. I mean... What people probably don't know is we're humans at the end of the day. We all are, despite uh, our professional-looking uh, demeanor that we put out there. Uh, we're humans, just like everybody else. Shit happens, life happens, and we got to deal with it. And all right, coffee. what's the first thing we're going to hit off with today? I don't know. I've been gone for a week. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, actually, the first thing we're going to talk about is our featured mod. And that is our featured mod by uh, Fly Flyogonal. Am I saying that right? Flygonial. Flygonial. Correction. Yeah. Let me bring that up. Like the uh, like the Pokemon. Nice. So, um, Blaster, you want to give us a little bit of context as far as who uh, Flygonial is, but also uh, like what are we looking at here on screen? Oh, okay. So this is like the next. I don't. I don't know if it's the next Griffin, or he referred to as it. He referred to it as like the next uh, progression, not necessarily a Griffin itself, but um, the next progression of it. And so that's a single stage. Uh, and we have he had the dual stage version of it, and then some images of some full renders with like the assembly and then the stock um uh his one of the things he mentioned uh, his idea with this one is to eliminate a lot of the hardware okay and so if you look at it it's got like takedown pins and uh really i had noticed that yeah it, lo it looks a lot more streamlined like a lot of the um a lot of the lessons he probably learned from the griffin he's implementing Oh yeah, uh, le the lessons from the Griffin and and how other people have iterated on it, and just made it a, a really, you know, the community's own uh, standard uh, flywheel blaster. And if if you put a little work into them, you can get these things going 200, 250 FPS. Oh yeah, and uh, they they send them. Uh, and it's just good, great, good, basic, like it's 3D printed, mm -hmm. it's got good trigger response, it's just, uh, everything about it is just cool. And one of the things that, one of my favorite things about it was how modular it was, mm -hmm. and that wasn't 
part of his design intent that was process intent <laughs> or that was intent on process so it's just a happy little accident <laughs> yeah it was a happy little accident like the thing i loved the most about it was the thing that he was like well that wasn't part of my design intent i was like oh okay well i think but what yeah. i really like the most as far as what he's showcasing here is uh at least to me i mean it, it reminds me of uh in in the laptop scene there's a thing called modularity which basically means you're able to take it apart and reassemble it uh in different ways and that's kind of a hot issue right now with uh the laptop scene in regards to it and uh, technology and stuff and this reminds me very much of that where if you already have a comfortable grip and a comfortable stock or whatever uh however you decide to to build into it because as you said the modularity is like very versatile um mm -hmm. you can totally uh, just replace what you wanted i mean at least from the way i'm looking at it yeah where those where those takedown pins are going to go it makes it super simple oh yeah and even my version of what some of the stuff i did to the griffin uh and my personal designs was to make it want to make it more uh service friendly and so mm -hmm. there's a couple of things where if you wanted to get to a part of it you had to take a, a whole section of it apart like so the motor covers were notoriously inconvenient if you had a rail underneath or a foregrip mounted or something like that and so i added a couple of screws and moved them off to the side so that the the motors mm -hmm. could the motor cover could be removed without having to disassemble the whole thing and just to kind of give it that race car finish off that race car aesthetic to it because that was the thing i liked about all the paneling was that you could there we like go a race yeah car, race car yeah that's kind of what yeah, i was like, meant to meeting like yeah. a race car right they, they pull it into the pit they mm -hmm. pop a panel they change out a part get it back out there running and that was kind of um kind of the idea behind it and then we, when you look at drag cars where they're completely rebuilt so you know after every you know five or six pulls or however however many they figure out uh same thing like they're designed to be disassembled very quickly very quickly yeah. and serviced and put back together and back in the race and that was just one of the things that i liked about it which would make it a, an incredibly uh competitive blaster and i mean people are familiar that that's kind of the arena i like to run in so what i'd also like to say is i like the fact that he didn't necessarily say this was the griffin killer he was like this is just the next iteration of uh not necessarily of the griffin but another blaster in the same spirit of it uh as far as what i'm understanding from what you're telling me yeah it's not in his in his words it mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily the next griffin it's the next uh the spiritual successor the spiritual <laughs> successor yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Serge uh, just joined us. He's saying he's actually working with Sam right now at the moment. <laughs> I believe it. They are good friends. Nice. Yeah. Sam, Sam's a good buddy of ours. Cool. Oh, and that's another thing I should go ahead and throw out there. The reason why we're featuring this, aside from it being like an awesome new build that I'm actually really curious to see how it uh, develops, um, Sam is also uh, somebody who's in your local wars. I mean, I don't want to yeah. out anybody specifically, but uh, he yeah, is. Yeah, he he's, mm -hmm. he he comes to he comes to he's part of Hanu and part of SCFL. Nice. Um, hasn't been in about a year because college life. Mm -hmm. um, but over the last 
couple months uh, we've been talking and and he's uh, and then all of a sudden he drops this thing out here and so it's just awesome to see and I I don't think I'm throwing anything out there because I've seen it posted in a couple other places mm-hmm. um, so I don't think that it's any kind of secret I just happen to be in one of the places where he dropped it first you just happen to be in the right place at the right time (laughs) right place right time know the right people right Mm. it's all about the connections it's all about Um, those connections uh and uh, and so i just wanted to people who love the griffin and like um uh, flagonial's work that uh you know there's something new coming around like if you've been hearing crickets for a while and wondering, well, he's had life going on and mm-hmm. there's something new coming out. So keep yeah. your ears, ears and eyes open. What I really like, now that I'm paying closer attention to it, he's still using the horizontal flywheels instead of the vertical flywheels. And yes, I really, really superior. like that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it's superior. I'll be honest. I have not run him through the paces and as far as like reliability or accuracy. So I won't, I won't speak in on directly, but I'm sure you have, because I've seen your blaster arsenal. Because, spoiler, we went to go <laughs> hang out a little bit. <laughs> and that was cool. Yeah. Uh, and not long enough, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, that Well, okay, once we talk about Jared's, I'll, we'll, I'll bring that back up, because my, my, my girlfriend had thoughts about that. Good thoughts, but thoughts about that. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, uh, uh, horizontal flywheels are superior. Um, they're... Uh, superior in accuracy superior in um shot to shot reliability Mm -hmm. and also it makes it easier to be more accurate because it reduces the uh boresight parallax between your eye and uh what's going on the business end well like i said like this is barely uh has he actually printed out a physical prototype or is this just like a cad modeling at the moment uh this was him sharing with us that um uh i believe he made a joke about okay i've been working on this for i don't like a ridiculous it was a ridiculous number of hours i should probably go get something to eat now (laughs) so this is and he just like dropped him (laughs) yeah (laughs) nice uh but yeah so this is all just as far as i'm aware conceptual Mm -hmm. but Sometimes that dude works at a pace that's uh, quasi-incomprehensible and he could have uh, a completely all the parts printed and assembled and making a functional blaster by now. Um, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Serge just said at the moment it's just a model. Um, however, he's still refining some elements, which is totally understandable. Yeah. yeah. So one of the interesting things that he decided to go with about this that I'd like to share is that he the gearing ratio for the trigger pull um he made it a four to one ratio instead of a three to one ratio so it's got a shorter uh, stroke but he also pulled the cage in more um a little closer yeah yeah that travel which is ironic because stuff i work on i'm going the other direction so it's just interesting how similar setup two different ideas um, trying out two different things. So. Cool. Yeah, I was actually just going to uh, ask you to explain that to somebody who didn't know about the gear stages. But yeah, you explained it perfectly well. Basically, it means it has a, a uh, snappier, or not necessarily a snappier, but a, a quicker trigger pull to get a. And uh huh. 
yes in in essence that feels snappier Mm -hmm. um what could be because the the length of trigger pull before you get dart to wheel engagement Mm -hmm. is less so i think he said before it was somewhere around 12 millimeters Mm -hmm. and now it's closer to about nine um and those are not exact those are approximations but that's uh and so Anytime mm-hmm. there's linear travel, that's always time. That's always like that stuff. So cool. Um, I see that he's still thing. using uh, he's still using rev triggers, which I applaud him for. I had a chance, uh, actually, I think it was last month to use a Meowser, which is the new like Stormtrooper Han Solo esque uh, uh, kind of like flywheel. I, I I enjoyed it, but I did not like it because it was a one stage trigger pull. And, yeah. Uh, well, it's a it's just a fly core shell. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually I going to... I didn't to... mean that... I didn't mean that in a condescending... Like, I didn't mean it... Oh, it's just a Flycore It's just show. a Flycore. I mean, no, no, Flycore is awesome. It, if anybody's messing with Flycore, you have my respect. The, the amount of ways that you can shove, essentially, a flywheel cage in anything, you have my respect. Um, the amount of dog that's barking outside my window is annoying me. Uh-oh. It's okay. I have my own dogs barking. One of my dogs actually, she's going into heat right now, so she's like barking at any little thing, but that's neither here nor there. One of these days, I'll, I'll have to like once I get fully uh, situated with the move, I'll have to show off my dogs because I've had a number of people ask me, like, what type of dogs do you have? <laughs> Which I will say for the record, uh, it's one pit bull mix and one Labrador mix, so. One is high energy and the other gets high attention because the other gets high energy, so then they both get high energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so Serge said that, uh, mm-hmm. nope, it's semi auto. Did somebody ask a question about whether it's going to be full auto or not? Or, oh no, I, I, I was just making a comment, um, because I saw that it had a rev, a rev trigger. I noticed that a trend that I've been seeing is people essentially deleting the rev trigger and, um, going just completely with like. Uh, one stage trigger pull type of oh, thing. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was like, I mean, I'm glad he's doing that. You know, I've been seeing a lot of blasters um, kind of like delete that rev trigger. And I'm like, I personally like the rev trigger. I know it's very easy to get things like very, um, very snappy, especially if you're using like um, brushless motors and the 3S or whatever you want to run. Um, but I still prefer that rev for me. It's just like muscle. I'm already trained at this point. It's muscle memory. Nice. Um, I I'm pretty good either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when I've got something that's um, that doesn't have a rev trigger, but you can feel like I'll partial pull that trigger on the first shot. I'll partial pull the trigger and hesitate for half a second till yeah. the wheels rev up. And then go the rest of the way, um, and then hammer it on down, you know, because the wheels are running at that point in time. Uh, one of the things that I actually don't like about it is how uh, it does kill the motor spin on trigger reset. Right. So when you go to, to it has the, the motor braking. Yeah. Uh, what? Well, they don't all have motor braking. Oh, okay. Um, I. I think motor braking on a dual stage trigger is a terrible idea for that very specific reason. Um, because every time you're motor braking, every time you reset and you're putting way too much, um, 
work on your system. So if it's a dual stage trigger, uh, then don't don't um, motor brake. Mm -hmm. Don't electrically break the motors um, because otherwise, every time you release the trigger, you're going to be stopping the motors, and then then they got to rev back up. Yeah, you're just putting more wear and tear. Tenth of a second, right? They just coast. Let them coast for that tenth of a second or so between shots, and, and you're good to go. No, yeah, you're totally right, and I've heard the argument the other way too, which is having the motor braking prevents, uh, you know, jams, which also prevents wear and tear and this and that and whatever. I'm not saying one's right over the other, you know, it's just what you're saying is entirely too tr uh, true as well. Uh, you know, if you have motor braking, you're just putting a different type of wear or tear on your on your uh, wheels. <laughs> or on yeah, your motors, rather. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, and you're doing it electrically. Um, and I just don't do motor braking anyways. I... I don't solder motor braking into most of anything I make. I usually actually remove it. <laughs> Serge asks, I, is it Maverick time? I actually don't think we have a Maverick this week. Yeah, we do not have a mandatory Maverick. Y'all can, like, vlog me later. Yeah. My sincere apologies. If you guys uh, have any. super <laughs> obsessed this yeah. week with a million other things going on, mm -hmm. and I just, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea culpa. Yeah, we're definitely... We're always on the hunt, I'll say this honestly, we're always on the hunt looking for new and interesting Maverick builds, or just Maverick ideas, um, but lately it's been kind of a dry spell, so, I don't know what to say. Serge says he's protesting now, because there's no Maverick. I agree with you, we should protest, <laughs> but we should protest people to get back on working on Mavericks. <laughs> exactly. So that way we can feature them. I will absolutely feature if you... If you tag me or whatever in Mandatory Maverick on Instagram or mm -hmm. uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Oh my god, yeah. Anywhere else that you find me, um, I will absolutely take a look at it. And I will, and you'll know it because if you tag Mandatory Maverick and you tag me in it, I will make a comment on your post. Mm -hmm. If it's a Maverick. That, that's not a free pass to... To spam me. Tag, yeah, to tag me and, and, and Mandatory Maverick on something that's not a Maverick. So... <laughs> Serge says, next week we better have two mandatory Mavericks. I'm totally fine with oh, that. Dang it. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. We, we got time. We can start the hunt now. <laughs> I got to make up for it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go into our next topic, which has been very controversial and divisive in the hobby space. Um, we'll just go ahead and get into it. Bada boomba. Bada boomba. There we go. <laughs> That's none other than the Strife X. Oh, yeah, the Strife X. Yawn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've wanted to do a video on this when everybody else was doing a video on it, but I, I sat back and I held my, my tongue because I was like, I want to consume as much as I can before I make an opinion on it. I'm sorry, not an opinion. A, a stance on it um, because I have opinions on it and they're not positive. However, I can totally understand why somebody would go this route. I think it's a bad route to go, but I think this is the best blaster you can get in 2018. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. The Omnia is a far this, superior blaster. This... <laughs> in every way. Even, even with its uh, delayed firing, mm -hmm. it's still superior. Yeah, well, that, that's actually something I'm going to get to in a bit. Yeah, but, but yeah, 
So I, I really think that the Strife X essentially has everything that you could want if you got out of the hobby around 2017, 2018. This would have been top of the line. This would have been like your your wet dream, so to speak. And I really feel that it shows just how out of touch people in the uh, higher echelons of... Uh, I don't want to say the hobby, because once you're working with a company, I don't consider you part of the hobby anymore. I just consider it... Um, well, to use a term that, that somebody else uses in the hobby, from the mothership, uh, you're no longer in touch with the hobby, in my perspective. Um, uh, I think Surge I think Surge makes a very good point. Which uh, is? Good blaster, late timing, yes, five years too late. Exactly, exactly. Five years uh, too late. I, I don't know if I would say five years, but definitely three. Mm -hmm. I mean, solidly three years too late. Um, and just... Uh, and I do have like other concerns with it. Um, the yeah, battery is a the, the battery is a primary concern of mine. I think it's awesome that it's lipo. I think it's terrible that it's entirely proprietary. Yes. Um, the uh, my other nitpicks on it are kind of nuanced. Like if they so one of the things is the rails, right? So mm -hmm. they didn't put in strike rails or an in strike barrel lug on there. Uh, neither is it Picatinny, nor yeah. is it Rival, nor is it like it's its own thing now. Yeah. So they can sell a whole new line of pro level accessories. Um, okay. <laughs> my, my issue with that is that so now we're at a point where all the aftermarket strife kits don't fit on it. Yeah. Okay. And yet they still left it that full length. Right. Like if, if, if that's what you're going to do, if you're going to ruin any of the the aftermarket kits fitting, mm -hmm. if you're going to go to this whole new, you know, pro line, then you you should have half cut the uh, the magwell, right? And they left it full length. And my guess is that's because they were cheaping out on not having to cut all new molds. Um, and that's just like my thought. But that doesn't even make sense because they had to cut all new sections of the molds anyways yeah. so it's kind of weird well you see um, that that's a whole other thing that i was curious about and i talked to somebody who does have one because spoiler the reason why i haven't declared judgment as it is on the strife x is because i currently do not have one in my possession not even uh somebody directly close to me that has a review copy that i could take a look at so i'm reluctantly reserving judgment because of that but I was talking to Walcom and he did clarify something for me because I asked, hey, would it be possible to essentially open up the Strife X, open up a, an old school Strife and just put the barrel attachment on there? And he says, I don't think it'll fit because of the different molding and shell cutting they did internally. Um, so because the first thing that I thought of right away, oh, no barrel attachment, that's easy. I'll, I'll just take the old barrel attachment from the original Strife and fit it on there and you know, bippity boopity, you know, we got ourselves back in business. Um, I mean, absolutely a 3D print one that will oh, yeah, of at course. the very least. Um, you know, 3D printing in strike mm -hmm. barrel lugs is not rocket science. Um, everybody's got a model for it. I've created my own dang model for it. It's like, it's not, oh, it's yeah. nothing special. Um, it's just, it that was like a disappointment. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I look at this thing and I see a lot of half measures and that was, like major irritation to me 
another irritation I have is the mags, right? They did the whole same problem with uh, the Dart Zone did with, okay, they made these really cool katana mags that actually work like katana mags and then put a, 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 not, a stop notch on them. And then even worse when they did it to the Jurassic Pro, right? Like mm -hmm. that thing was even, like those magazines are useless outside of the Jurassic Pro. I actually actually got those magazines from the few Jurassic Pros I have and physically cut them down with snips to make them fit more yeah. universally. I, <laughs> exactly. Like you can do that and we do do that, right? That's that you know, that's a minor obstacle to our hobby. Um, you know, considering that yeah, like people are going last year you're sitting here crying about this stuff, but like you you completely gut and shell things all the time mm -hmm. and like you design full blasters and stuff and it's you're crying about notches on a magazine it's yeah like, well i i see your point okay but on the other side of it that's something so i guess fundamental mm -hmm. that it shouldn't be a thing i guess i don't know it's just annoying to me I totally get what you're saying. I think it's just more work that we're going to have to do to the Strifex, but, you know, um, Walcom brought up a good point, you know, when we were talking about it, which is, at this point, why would you, for no other reason than, you know, to... This is essentially, I'm going to go ahead and spoil the big surprise, this is $120 blaster, which is ridiculous. $120... <laughs> And why, why uh, are you... Griffin, the Griffin will set you back that. Well, yeah, but the Griffin's actually competent. Oops, did I say that? Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> also, because with the Griffin... Well, any 3D printed blaster, but the Griffin specifically, I can customize it to however I want it. With this, it's $120. It's set in foam or plastic, so to speak, and you're stuck with it. Um, mm, I don't know, like... There's a lot of things I like about it, but there's a lot of things, there's more that I dislike about it, including the battery. Can we get to the battery? Because I like the fact that it is rechargeable on a Type-C charger because most normal people that aren't in the hobby space uh, have one of those, and that's perfectly fine. I also like the way that it's just a basic LiPo battery and it is self-regulating with the PCB board inside. That's cool. I think that's important for people who don't know about LiPo safety. But I'll also say, if you don't know about LiPo safety, maybe you shouldn't be messing with that. But side tangent, of course. At least just the basics of LiPo safety. Well, I mean, they did make it... Idiot-proof. I mean, <laughs> well, we're talking about LiPos here. Those are not an idiot-proofable item actually batteries in general are not idiot proofable but they did take a lot of good measures in making it highly highly idiot resistant yeah um and so that's cool uh i guess it's just in the end on the other side of that it becomes a completely proprietary battery yeah there's no secondary port in there to use a real lipo uh there's not like an xt30 or an xt60 port in there it's just that i think it was like a four or five pin integrated thing so mm -hmm. which tells me that they're pulling off the the mm -hmm. uh, balance cables instead of the main power cable but i could be wrong i didn't really stare at it too long <laughs> yeah surge uh surge brought up a good point early on which is what about those terrible darts 
uh, yeah, those darts are something we got to talk about. Now, back in the day before AF Pros or Bamboos or whatever that dart zone is putting out now that you run was available, Accustrikes were the shit. They were the best thing you could get. The problem is they don't work with everything and they're not good for everything. And uh, let me see, there was a photo that we just passed. Let me go back a little bit. Um, and these pictures are from the Verge article of it where I first uh, was notified of it. There's already a lot of wear and tear on that dart head just from initial firing and review that this person did for it. And if you can yeah. see that from and the head. I just think that goes back to the previous comment of mm -hmm. like, it's cool, but you're still like three to five years too late. Exactly. Catch up. Again, this is this is your entry. Mm -hmm. Y'all should have entered with a Maverick. I'd have respected you. <laughs> All right. Oh like, like if they had come in in before no, Maverick, no joke, X. Come, Maverick X, yeah, they, <laughs> yes, Maverick X. That's when I'm. That's when I'll forgive them. Uh, you have my forgiveness at Maverick X as long as it posts over 120. Right. It has it, to. You, you put a 120 Maverick revolver out there and call it Maverick Pro X or whatever, then all is forgiven. Now, of course, there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to be, I'll just say, flocking to this because of the Strife X and the whole Strife moniker. I will say I give it a small thing, uh, a bit of praise, and the fact that it does have a stock attachment. So, let me get back to it. Everybody has a stock attachment point now. That's... Well, no, no, I know, but they could have easily have just, like, cut that off. I mean, hell, they cut off the barrel attachment. I'm surprised they so did. So we're going to com commend them for not being stupid? Come on, man. A little like... bit, yeah. And it is also apparently Talon Mag compatible. So that is something. That's them acknowledging that somebody else in the hobby had a better idea. Uh, because Nerf, or Hasbro rather, has been very proprietary focused. I mean, they set the standard way back when. I, I think it's very hard for them to... Uh... I don't know, admit that they were wrong. I don't know what to say. Oh, it's it's good. Like, uh, they knew they were trying to get into the space, and um, whoever it was that they were consulting with or working on it, point out, said, hey, if, uh, if you want some... If you want some instant credibility, don't go with a proprietary Mac. Like, if you want any chance for this thing to make it, make it a Talon Mac, and that's your shot. And so somebody somewhere along the way opened their ears and turned their brain back on and started thinking and said, hey, maybe you're right. And so they made it a Talon Mag compatible. So I that's a good I, I will give a good job for that one. Yeah. Like that was I'm not going to I'm not going to give props for for keeping the in strike. Uh, well, OK, it's, it's, it's not complete because... props. It's just more like, wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> Uh, Surge did say, do you think they're going to change the terrible darts? I think they're going to have to because I know for a fact uh, those uh, AccuStrike darts, they do not work well in certain breaches. <laughs> yeah, but they don't care. Well, yeah, I know that, but the thing all is... It has to, all it has to do is work in the, uh, the Strife X and whatever else they put out there. Well, no, but and that's exactly why I'm bringing it up. When they, because one of the things you're going to see is, mm -hmm. and this goes back to the other thing, Serge said, can't wait for Nerf ball to hit the streets. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, when if if it's going to be a Nerf, if it's going to be uh, 
from the big blue box, the big blue square, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, from their brand uh, promotion or whatever, the only darts that they will have there will be those darts. And they'll be the only darts you can use. You'll only be able to use the Strife X. Well, of course, of course. Yeah, because they, they want to... They want to promote this and push this as uh, their next entry in the competitive space, which is totally fine. But wait, if they wait, just want everybody next, to run wait, wait, strikes, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold yeah. on a second, hold on a second. You said their next entry. Yeah, this because is their first entry. Like, actually, this is their... no, no. Way back when they used to have Dart Tag, the Dart Tag. Oh, group. Dart Tag. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Dart well, Tag was their first official. I say with air right. quotes pro and past performance and, and if you take past performance and indication of future results i have um low oh, expectations skepticism <laughs> i was severe skepticism about uh what nerf ball is going to be uh it's just they're gonna hype it they're gonna give it a couple years and then they're gonna they're gonna move on with something else that's just that's been there that's been their mo for mm-hmm. i don't know 20 plus years so well you know surge brought this up so i'll go ahead and bring it up as well which is nerf versus the dart zone tournament uh you know dart zone has already been out there doing pro level stuff and say what you will about dart zone because i know uh their last event maybe necessarily wasn't the best i won't comment on that i wasn't there but if we're talking about just direct competitiveness in general you can go ahead and get yourself an Omnia for 90 bucks, which performs better, and I have had the pleasure of using uh, at Jared's Epic Blaster Battle. Uh, one of my friends brought his, so I got to shoot it. I almost tagged the Jumbotron, so I was impressed with that performance. <laughs> and it is Select Fire. Yes. And it has an innovative, or at least interesting, feed mechanism. Mm-hmm. Also, one and thing... It takes talent, and it takes Talon Max. Yeah. But also one thing, and it has an in-strike stock attachment. <laughs> it doesn't have in-strike stock attachment. Don't don't lie to the people. <laughs> it does. It it. I thought it did. Oh, that is sorry. You said stock attachment. I thought I, I don't know. My brain interpreted that as barrel attachment. I was like, what are you barrel talking about? Attachment. No, yeah, stock attachment. Right. <laughs> that that was me. That was me. I'll I'll take that out. <laughs> um, what it does have that the strife doesn't have is a minor thing, and no one's talking about it, and that's symmetry perfect symmetry it's it's so sleek and pretty and like smooth as opposed to the strife x which is tumor city <laughs> yes I'm, I'm being honest i mean like there's so many you got some, you got some growths and some ulcers going on yeah. there buddy like you might not need to go to the doctor for that it's true that i mean okay once again, if we go back three years, five years, like Surge said, we would see blasters like this because we would print expanded uh, battery tray doors to fit our lipos. Uh, we would also cut and print uh, expanded uh, flywheel cages for our flywheels because I think we were having to use 180s back then instead right. of 130s. And, and that is one thing that I am impressed with is that they mm-hmm. did go to a larger motor uh, and found a motor or had a motor made that is like a 160 slash 180 that actually carries the torque along with it uh, to get it to that 150, 160, 170 range, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting that 
uh, they're shooting hot at 160, 170. And I'm curious if they did that so that they didn't have voltage fall off as their proprietary battery packs die. It's, it's possible. Which it was is a good thing. Like that to me is it sounded like criticism, which it kind of is, but it's actually foresight. Like to me, I see that as somebody paying attention to tomorrow. You see the, the the issue for me, and this goes back to Nerf being completely out of sync with what's going on in the hobby space, is the fact that they easily could have made the Strife X with you know brushless motors, which would have greatly completely eliminated the need for the tumorous growths they could have also put the lipo anywhere else anywhere else i mean i've seen plenty of tiny lipos now i mean look at the type of lipos people use in nightingales i mean right. i don't know and I, I don't know does has anybody seen and i've not read the battery label to see how many amp hours that battery is um, judging from its size or whatever, I would imagine that it's somewhere around a thousand. So it's probably an eight hundred to eleven hundred. Actually, I, I got it right here. Oh. Let me bring it up. It is eleven point one volts of direct current, uh, one thousand milliamperage at eleven point one watts. Or, exactly. So yeah. that's mm -hmm. the, that tracks. Yeah. Um, and I, I find it interesting that you said that um, uh, brushless. Now that that would have taken me aback. Like that would have. That that's my point. That would have. That would have like that would have been really something, because there's nobody else outside of the hobbyists themselves that are making uh, brushless yep. blasters. So. Well, that, that's exactly my point. That technology is out there. I mean, if we look at something that we've covered on the podcast before with the momentum, I mean, that's a $600 blaster. I'm not, you know, I'm not shitting on Eli's work at all. Uh, he does great work. Uh, it's out of my price range, but it's great work. But if they were to take that technology, put that in a Strife X, I mean, then charge $120 for it, I'd be like, yeah, that's worth it. <laughs> Yeah, even like it's even if it's single stage, mm -hmm. um, I mean a single stage, you know, high RPM, a brush motor will still easily get the thing to one sixty to one eighty, mm -hmm. like easily, um, and that's not even really with a really expensive motor. I mean, even if they had walked in at one fifty uh, with a brushless motor, with a brushless gauge, I'd have been like, oh somebody came with the big bat they're ready to play real ball <laughs> basically right? like yeah. that's yeah oh no, no no like uh oh that's not a louisville slugger they're stepping in with aluminum bats right yeah like that's that that's how i would have seen it mm -hmm. and would have would have tipped my hat to that and if it was sub 200 dollars uh might have considered purchasing one um if it if it performed yeah, of course, yeah. Performance is everything. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and throw the Omnia out there. Now, the Omnia at the moment is kind of hard to get a hold of. There was, uh, It does perform very well. Like I said, I do have experience with the Omnia. Uh, it performed very well from what I got to use it. Uh, and 
it's 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 a beast basically but it is hard to get a hold of right now and but it is also significantly cheaper than the strife x and dark zone stealing their lunch money <laughs> like completely on this i mean unless you're somebody who and i mean this respectfully who is just like nerf only because i know there's some people out there believe me i have in my comment section on youtube when i talk about anything besides nerf uh I mean, go for it if you want to dump the cash, but for 90 bucks, you can get this, and you am going to bring this up for 60 bucks. you can go ahead and get yourself a Dark Zone Pro Mark III, which say what you will, the Dark Zone Pro Mark III, if you're just looking to get into the basic entry-level stuff, that can compete just as well and get yourself two of them, one for you and one for your bro. You lost audio, bro. Oh, did I? I probably recorded on my end. I was just saying for the same price, um, you can easily go ahead and get yourself a Dark Zone Pro Mark III. Uh, you can actually get yourself two of those, one for you, one for a friend, uh, because it can still perform just as well as a Strife X, especially with the ability to swap things out. Oh, yeah, but I still would go with an Omnia. And, oh, uh, yeah. Search also brings up a good point about... Mm -hmm. um, you know, comparing a lot of the stuff that we use, people don't realize uh, comes from the RC hobbies and the electric slot car hobbies. Yep. Um, and if you look at those hobbies, you know, he brings a good point that uh, that you can buy two versions of the same like race truck or race car, and it'll have a brushed version, and it'll have a brushless version. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I'm kind of hoping that that's kind of the same thing that we'll see in our hobby. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll make a brushless Griffin. I don't know. Maybe that will happen. It's possible. With canted cages. With canted cages. I may or may not be hinting at something in development. <laughs> I, I, I will say no more and ask no further until you're ready to speak on it. But... Um, yeah, th those are just my two cents. Uh, like I said, the Omnia is my personal way to go, but the Omnia is hard to get a hold of. So, the Dart Zone Pro Mark III, definitely an option. If you want to get into the pro space, there's also a lot of kits out for the Dart Zone Pro Mark III to make it hit or perform the way you want. Like I said, the only reason why I would see somebody going for the Strife X is if they happened to already be like a nerf uh, i'll just say fanboy uh, not that there's anything wrong with that if you like nerf more power to you they're just I like nerf three to five years behind <laughs> everything else that's going out <laughs> i mean nerf's made a couple blasters that nobody's ever made anything that competes with so oh yeah i i've never bashed nerf for their for their innovativeness i've always bashed them for their um inability to stay with what's relevant but i'll also say to play devil's advocate if nerf wants to make gimmicky fun blasters i will eat that shit up because the double punch is hella fun well the moto blitz is oh fun. yeah the moto like blitz that, is fun. Like that thing was a bucket of fun yep it's like a, and everybody knew the joke like everybody in the hobby knew the joke about the raven it's a raven <laughs> with a hornet right <laughs> like that's what Basically. it is and it's awesome yeah and like i said no no hate on nerf itself it's just 120 dollars is a bit ridiculous 
I remember paying, I think it was $70 back in the day for a Vulcan. <laughs> and even then, I was like, this is too much for me. If it was brushed in 150 at 120, mm -hmm. I'd have dropped that. Like, for sure. A brushless blaster at $120, even if it's single stage. Even if it's only making 150, 180 FPS. Well, yeah, right? for $70, so, like, that's a no-brainer. Uh, for I would do that for 120 like absolutely like that would be value for sure oh yeah well anyways we, we've talked about the strife x for a while once again uh that's the strife x if you want to buy yourself one uh they're on amazon they're taking pre-orders i think the order goes out october 15th so be prepared for everybody and their mom to be reviewing them on youtube i probably won't be reviewing one because we're still finalizing and finishing up a move so uh, i'm have been putting my money elsewhere uh, i will i'm interested to see uh -huh. how this moves the needle yeah that that's that's one positive thing i will say about the strife x which is if nerf sees that this is profitable for them which i mean 120 dollars you can say of course it'll be profitable but it's like how much of that are they actually going to see you know with their with the premium parts i say with air quotes they're putting into it so forth right um, like like yeah. you know mia blaster said you know omnia is a definite viable option if for whatever reason you can't find an omnia i would recommend the mark three it's always on sale now i honestly think dart zone's trying to clear them out of the warehouse <laughs> uh but There's it, also the thunderbolt too oh yeah well that's the, thund the thunderbolt feels nice I, I i like it i still have to it review nice. i still have to review it i have a thunderbolt and a couple of other blasters that were purchased and sent to me uh by somebody in the hobby that wanted to remain anonymous so thank you for that uh and so i'm actually working on my review for the outlaw right now but yeah yeah Serge said that and, Prometheus... and oh. i think i think that's a good point is mm -hmm. that um prometheus were 199 when they were new that's yeah, right that's what i was gonna say um and and then then they were let's see a couple of years ago they were on a christmas sale mm -hmm. and they were 69 dollars i think mm -hmm. yeah so that's um, how my buddy damien bought his and he was ecstatic and i was like great i'll buy one too and they were sold out <laughs> well, well i had uh, uh -huh. funny story to say no there go was, ahead uh, three there's three of them at a store and i posted um I posted them in our local club, uh, wherever, I don't remember where. I posted it somewhere, letting everybody know, hey, you know, here's a deal going on. And uh, somebody, somehow there was a joke about them being $39. Uh, and uh, then they said, well, if they're $39, I'd definitely ask you to get me one. And I said, well, if they were $39, I wouldn't be posting about them. I would be telling you about my three new Prometheuses. <laughs> It's true. You know, that reminds me way back in the day, uh, a little bit of a spoiler behind the curtain, so to speak. My girlfriend works at Walmart. Uh, she's been, she's on management level, so I get kind of notified whenever new things are coming into stock or whatever. Uh, but back in the day, Walmart used to do a thing called price matching, uh, which if you remember what price matching is, essentially you would get a price of a competitor. And back in the day, they would accept things like Amazon. And people would do bullshitty things like post a listing for a uh, 
I don't know, a Prometheus for like 20 bucks and go to Walmart and be like, price match this. And Walmart, because of their policy at the time, would price match it. And, uh, but because it was a listing that an individual seller would make, uh, it would undercut their, their profits. And it, it, it was a whole mess. But when you said that, it just reminded me of that time because I remember she was all stressed out about it. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, man. Yeah, that's the Cobra problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we had one more thing, right? Yes, we. I did. know it's. I know it's like twenty after, but we had one more thing. Right? Yeah, we can just cover it. Real we got quick. time for it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So a little bit of a spoiler. I went to a little event in Dallas slash Arlington, Texas, called the uh, Jared's Epic Blaster Battle. So I'm going to bring mm-hmm. up some footage. Uh, I'm pretty much have it muted, but you guys can just kind of see the chaos that transpires. <laughs> And, like, um, I don't have an overwhelming desire to go, but mm-hmm. I have a real desire to go because I just like I just want to go and see the madness, the spectacle. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's the madness itself that's there. And then, you know, of course, to it, it does rally a lot of um, a lot of players from all over the U.S. So getting to hang out with everybody at a completely not serious event where we're all just playing around would be pretty cool yeah and that's that's that's, the appeal to me for it that's totally the the type of environment uh that it is and i will say this with all love in my heart this is not an event for a super competitive person um this is for fun this is a spectacle and it should be taken entirely lighthearted. wait wait i'm a super competitive person well, you can still have fun with it, but the thing is, you need to curb your expectations. Oh, um, my, my expectations are very curbed. <laughs> good, good. Um, but yeah, it's it's because, you know, there's just so many people on the field and they have all these rules such as don't move the barriers, don't do this, don't do that, etc., etc., there's an awful lot of barrier movement going on in that footage. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. The first thing that happened is kids pick up the barriers and throw them or move them or whatever. And every once in a while, you hear poor Jared on the thing be like, hey, guys, please don't move the barriers, please. And they're like, you have no power here. Yeah. <laughs> because I will say. Here. Be gone before yeah. somebody drops a house on you, too. <laughs> Because I'll say in all honesty, when you have that many people, and I think there were, they said there was 5,000 people there. Oh, easily jackass yeah. is going to be jackassing. Well, not just that. I mean, how can you control 5,000 people? Like, how? 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 <laughs> I mean, short of, like, turning the lights off on them and being like, get out. Park pool's closed. Right here. <laughs> well, yeah, right that's a whole other thing, Yes, too. gas. Uh, but yeah, it was cool to come to this. I, I met a lot of fans, and more importantly, I hung out with a lot of content creators. Um, I was initially going to hang out with Walcom, but he had some uh, some uh, personal family situations come up, so he wasn't able to make it. But got to meet Dr. Flux, Luchathor, uh, in passing, like literally in passing. Because uh, anytime I saw them, they were kind of like swamped on the field, as you, as you guys could see in the footage. It was ridiculous. Um, I did get to go and uh, hang out more with Brad from American Foam. He was a cool guy. Uh, I've been friends with him for years. Um, yeah, I think it's about years, yeah. I've been friends with him for years. So it was cool to talk to him. Uh, also got to meet and talk a little bit with Drac. Um, he was he was cool. 
uh, a lot more down to earth than I anticipated. He actually was pretty decent to me personally. I know there's some people who don't like him, whatever. I'm not going to comment on that, but uh, it, it was cool to, to at least be acknowledged by somebody in the hobby space of his, I'll just say level, regardless of what you think of him. He's, you know, that, that level that he's at right now where he can work with companies directly. is It's impressive. I mean, it, it can be humbling. Because obviously I'm not anywhere near that. I'm just a dude in the hobby who likes to fling foam. You're just a fellow nerd. Yep, absolutely. That's kind of where I'm at my happiness. Oh yeah, and you see, I, I will comment on a side tangent, which is I have no illusions about that either. Like, I could have a thousand subscribers. I could have a million subscribers. I'm still going to be the same dirty you know dude that's making <laughs> blaster reviews no i do but that's that, like 1200 or something like that right now yeah i don't know i have to check i don't really keep super close tabs on it there's other people in the do hobby. i just look at the number every so often and yeah make a, make a mental note of like oh that's about where you're at okay cool yeah i don't believe necessarily in tracking the thing super religiously i've had bad experiences with people that do nothing but track numbers and they get fucking insane and uh <laughs> it's it's wow. not a good experience. <laughs> wow, dude! Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna name names or point fingers. Yeah, I, but I'm just gonna. That I'll be hard. honest. They are those type of people are insane because of the things that they think and the way that they act about those things. Um, well, it's uh, it's interesting that you say that because um, just this last Saturday uh -huh. uh, we had a, a conversation with uh, uh, we had a little shootout and drill day uh -huh. and uh, afterwards uh we were talking me and one of the other guys were talking and uh he mentioned uh is it goodwin's law or campbell's law okay it's like two different ways where they say the same thing about um the goal when the metric becomes the goal the goal and the metric become useless yeah um and i think people who obsess over those numbers are exactly that like they've lost sight of mm -hmm. either their metric or their goal yeah for me i'm gonna be entirely honest like my goal initially when i started my uh, entry into the foam flinging space was just hey i have time now i'm officially retired with air quotes i'm gonna talk about the stuff that i'm gonna talk about <laughs> and that was it that like a I had no intentions to grow at all. And not because I don't have a desire to grow. It's just like, I don't care whether people like it or not. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. <laughs> My goal is to make enough videos so people quit asking me, why don't you keep making videos? <laughs> I think that's a recursive threshold, though. So yeah. I, I don't think that's going to work out for me the way I want. Uh, well, I wanted to crit critique this event a little bit, um, and the chaos aside, because, I mean, chaos is chaos. There was a lot of things I saw here that was very alarming to me as somebody from my particular uh, former employment background. And I was very upset and bothered by some of the things that I saw, and I wanted to... Um, address it but i also realized going to an event of the scale i'm nobody here i have no authority i have no power here <laughs> but it was just things that i saw which was the main one that really bothered me was 
they were promoting only these type of blasters. Only Nerf branded blasters, only Dart Zone branded blasters, uh, Busby branded blasters, etc. I was seeing kids and adults show up there with full tactical gear and also with, um, I'll just say, all black blasters that didn't have an orange muzzle despite the fact it's obviously a public event. And for what it was, this is not a bash on the stadium security. The stadium security did an awesome job like checking us all as we came in. But there was nobody that I felt that was hobby cognizant working alongside with them to say, hey, that blaster's unsafe. You know, we need to get that out of here. I also saw a lot of modded blasters being snuck in that people were using and no one was approaching them or checking them or doing anything because the actual security for the stadium doesn't know the difference between a modded strife for example versus a stock strife they just put it through the thing you know it didn't ding you know in the alarming way so they let you through and that's it that's a big concern for me. There was also a, um, a situation I saw a couple of times where these smaller kids don't have iPro on, and I saw a kid get a, hopefully it wasn't too high caliber, but um, a round straight to the eye. He started crying on the field. His mom had to drag him off the field, and you know she didn't know what to do because of the chaos around her. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I wasn't filming that because it was before I, things actually like really got crazy. But that was upsetting to me too because it's like, you know, if you're just going to tell people, hey, you need iPro before you come in, but then you're not checking that they're actually using iPro before the games start or at least making a call like, okay, iPro on, we're going to start or something. It was just like, one, two, three, okay, go. Let me get my photos type of thing. Right. And I get that. Uh, but I mean, to. Uh huh. So the only counterpoint that is that I mean, and you said it before, is that it, how do you manage five thousand people you know, when they're out there on the field? Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know that's why, um, and all the fine print and the stuff that they published, it was you're here at your own risk. Oh yeah, yeah. we're just providing a, a place. Uh, anything that goes wrong, it's your uh, own fault. <laughs> it's your own fault. fault. Yeah. And if, if you're not wearing eye protection um, and you get shot in the eye, like, and I will tell you that from other people at other Jared's Epic Black Blaster, Blaster Battles battle. have uh -huh. told me that there are people that are brass tacking darts yep. and, and using them there. Yep. So there are tacked darts. I would highly recommend not um, running without actual real eye protection. Yeah. Uh, like full wrap eye pro because uh, a tack dart to the eyeball will destroy your vision in that eye, even at 60, 70 FPS. Yeah, it's something sharp flying in the air that'll... Uh... It will scar your yeah. cornea and you, you will have a blind spot literally in your eye forever. And, and there's no repercussion to it, right? Because it's like... How are you going to find who shot you? Exactly. 5,000 people standing around. Exactly. And that's what they're doing. It Like, they're just being jerks because yep. of the anonymity and because they can. And some people just, like, want to be jerks. And yeah. 
that's the unfortunate thing about it but i don't think that to me that's not going to kill my idea of fun oh no yeah it's yeah just things uh, it's just things to to be cognizant the the people who go to be cognizant of yeah and that's um, exactly why i wanted to good protection yeah that's exactly why i wanted to bring my concerns up about it um and like i said the main one that i still found upsetting and i'll put the fault on the event organizer jared i'm talking to you jared and you know i have a lot of respect for you but you had how many people there from the community as guests you're telling me you couldn't recruit six or seven people just to kind of stand there with the actual security while the security are doing their security like checks for the metal detectors and actually check hey that blaster looks a little odd is that modded okay get that out of here you know they don't even have to be the voice of authority they're just supplementing what the security is already there doing right just uh just asking yes it, it nonetheless and at the easiest is they they can say hey uh you've got a murdered out blaster there can i see the front of it no orange tip all right take it back man yeah exactly and it it baffles me and upsets me because he is somebody who's been in the hobby for a while and like i said i have a lot of respect for him because of his personal stuff but it's like i i view that as unacceptable i mean it's definitely a fun event but a lot of things can potentially go wrong like we were talking about if you're not prepared for it it's definitely a place you don't want to mess around with in regards to ipro because people could be jackasses and there's nobody there to hold them accountable right that's a valid i think that's valid criticism it was a great event it's fun don't stop putting them on just take some criticism and yeah and like i said i wouldn't criticize it if i didn't have fun there i'll be honest uh i knew what i was getting into so i was not by any means like scared or shooketh or whatever um (laughs) (laughs) but like my girlfriend for example it was her first time going to jerry so she was a little overwhelmed with the amount of people um, but her thing is she wanted to wear her face mask, which you kind of just saw right there, She her face mask. And I was a little worried. I was like, I don't know. They said no tactical gear. And I said, okay, just present it when we go through the check. And if they tell you not to use it, then I'll go put it back in the car or whatever, right? They didn't even care. They just like waved her through because I understand you have a lot of people coming and going. But if you're not doing the preliminary like security checks, it's like, okay. <laughs> Well, did they change that because they had like their special guests in um, uh, special suits or whatever, and that that's kind of what ruined it? Or I have I'm no curious. idea. I'm what, why the seeming change on that? So my my issue with it, like I said, is the fact that it is presented on the website and on the Facebook group and on the event page. These are the rules, and they don't check for those things. It's, it's like you're basically like, you know, if you go to like a party or whatever and they're like, hey, there's a three, there's a three drink minimum, whatever, but no one's enforcing that type of thing. Gotcha. But anyways, yeah, I don't want people to think it's an entirely negative experience. It was definitely fun. And the best part about the experience, in all honesty, wasn't actually being at Jared's and meeting all the awesome people I did meet. It was actually on the drive back. I got to stop by and hang out with Blaster. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. had a great time, man. Yeah. Like, well, one thing my girlfriend had said was, you know, because we both enjoyed the event a lot, but we we're like, it probably would have been more fun if we would have come up a day earlier, hung out here in Houston with you guys first, and then went over there and then did all that crap. So that way we would have had more energy and more time to 
just like hang out there because she she enjoyed it even though like we were like really spent from road fatigue but yeah she really enjoyed it right that's why i i didn't like uh put a whole big whatever together i was just like hey man like i just want to show you some of the stuff we've talked about mm -hmm. and then and just hang out and shoot the breeze and shoot some targets i can kind of show you like some of the some of the targets and stuff that we make that we use for our stuff here and just kind of you know give you a chance to see some of the more tangibles of some of the things that mm -hmm. we talk about that might be esoteric and like you could see it in real life now oh yeah i i wish in all honesty i was more aware at the time because i was kind of like road days and i ate a heavy meal i'll be honest i ate a heavy meal so i was kind of like whoa kind of like out of it whatever and i was like i should have got some footage i should have done some recording while we were there i just didn't think about it until like the day after when i was like fuck no it's it's all good man it was just friends hanging out man well that no I would, but still sometimes people like to see that because it's important like it's important to know because at, at least for me because one thing that i always strive for and, and people don't really appreciate this to kind of speak a little from the heart it's that what's really important to you at the end of your life is the memories that you make and the memories and the photos and the videos and what have you our minds aren't perfect they fail with time and uh, you know you can look at a photo and instantly be brought back to that point or look at a little video clip that you took and be brought back to that point and those are the things that last and those are the things that matter so I, I personally always strive for myself to be the guy who's either taking photos or telling people, hey, take photos. <laughs> because well, we did get an awesome photo. Oh, yeah. Actually, do I still awesome. have that? Let me see if yeah, I can bring that up real shot. quick. I love that shot. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, I, I'm very big on, uh, you know, taking photos and just... I Actually, I think that's why I made a YouTube channel in general <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, because of the fact that you know remembering these things is important to me actually no yeah that is exactly why i did it because i would do stuff like um oh, there we go there we go yeah that was really zoomed in <laughs> i know that was really i got it got it now we got it but yeah um i was very okay let me think how to say this word it properly I spent a lot of time in my early like 20s in like the action figure community and their big thing is like no don't open an action figure once you open it it loses its whatever so people would like film them themselves opening it so this way if they ever got nostalgic they could go back and get it and that's kind of what transitioned slowly <laughs> into the nerf space i'm like i don't record myself doing this because this way i can look back if i decide to get rid of this blaster or whatever <laughs> But yeah, nice. Here's so, a that's interesting. The, that's an interesting way to get get into things. Uh, hey, people uh, get into things for weird uh, for weird. No, reasons. I I love it, man. Yeah. It's always cool to hear and and understand somebody's impetus for something. So, well, for me, ultimately, it's just because I'm passionate about it. It's for fun. I mean, I think that's what everybody should do. It's like if you're not passionate about anything, why are you wasting your time and energy doing it? Uh, for a lot of people, that's because it's a great source of income. Well, those people will burn out, and I hopefully they, they will burn out quickly, and they won't congest the hobby any further. <laughs> oh, if you're talking about the hobby side, I thought you were talking about like real life work stuff, right? Well, I'm just talking generally, but yeah. 
Anyways, uh, yeah, I think this is about an episode, man. I've rambled along enough, complained about yeah. Jared's. <laughs> we, we've complained and whined and praised and thanked and congratulated enough for one evening. Right. It's been awesome. <laughs> All right, man, you want to go ahead and take us out? Uh, thanks for joining us for, for this evening on Foam After Dark Podcasts. Join us next week at the same dark time, the same dark channel. Peace.